Episode 10. Episode 10. We made it. We made it. Well, we haven't yet. Hello and welcome to another episode of What the Factual. I'm Jill Smith. I'm Pete Moore. And I'm back in What the Factual HQ. Hey, welcome back, Jill. It's good to be home. Is it? Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's nice to have um, you back. Had a nice few weeks of travelling about. Been a lot of fun. Had a lot of sun. Yeah. Now it's, yeah, nowhere like home, you know? Yeah. Well, I went away as well. Yeah. But not sun. <laughs> was it colder than here? It was colder than here. Ah. <laughs> yes. Northern Ireland. No need for, well, less need for iced coffee, uh, I would argue. Miss those iced coffees. But I'm also, I'm embracing my, my tan. Going to make the most of it before it goes. Yeah, probably, stop throwing like. that around. I mean, <laughs> um, but yeah, so you've been, how long have you been back? A couple of days? A few days, yeah. yeah. Um, Jet lagged? Not really. A little bit sleepy. Although it does, it gets to nine o'clock at night and I'm very sleepy. Because it's two in the morning for yeah. you or something, right? Yeah, so I haven't quite readjusted. That, yeah, that's the that's jet lag. Oh, okay, there we go. That's, yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> that is literally what that is right <laughs> yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I come back and it's like the wrong time. But really I'm so weird. tired of earlier. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's our final episode. Episode 10. Yeah, we're here. We're at the end of the We've series. We've made it. To what? the end of the first series without being cancelled, even though we were never commissioned. But then you can't cancel us. You can't That's cancel a non-commissioned podcast. I can't. That, well, it. we could. I mean, it could have been cancelled because everyone could have just written back to us and said, "Just stop. stop. Just stop it. <laughs> we don't. Just don't. Okay. <laughs> stop making them. But then we just come Can back with, imagine? "Don't listen. Then yeah, you don't have to listen. Yeah, this is because I we actually, like." I actually thought about this. Do you know what we failed to do? Oh. I don't don't think this is we that failed. bad because we probably have. We've definitely done it in private, but I don't think we've done it on on the record. If you know what I mean, which is to say a big, massive thank you to all our listeners, listeners who have tuned in, and we've been looking at our numbers and around the world. Yeah, we've had listeners in Japan. Love that. When I say listeners might actually just be one person in japan who accidentally clicked on it thinking it was something else but thank you to them yeah if you're um, listening from japan or america I know singapore singapore i know well this is it i know somebody in singapore so, but there's more than one listener in singapore so maybe he's maybe told both friends, of our friends. Yeah. Yay. Uh, um and australia yep america quite a few people in america yeah and, europe and then quite a lot of people in london yeah yeah and up north where we're all liverpool manchester yeah. so thank you to everyone who has supported our first series yes hope you've enjoyed it we're um keen to do a second one we're just gonna take a hot moment have a bit of a break and then we'll be it will not be a long break though will it we've got plans to be back fairly yeah, soon we're not committing very... to an actual date yet but we no. will put it on the socials yeah but it won't be long you'll just, know just as soon as we don't forget know. us is what i'm saying this is an ellipsis not ah, a full stop oh i like that yeah i, like I think that. i'm quoting a film 
And also thank you for all the lovely messages and everything that we have. Yes. I got a brilliant message the other day saying, thank God Wolf Month is over. <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh. I had forgotten all about Wolf Month. <laughs> Wolf. Yeah. Uh, so yes, thank you very much to everyone. Yeah. Do keep listening. We will be back in the not too distant future. But in the meantime, we're going to finish strong with the Roman Empire. Or I specifically... Mean, <laughs> in what episodes? Specifically the Romans in Britain. Cool. Kind of an overview of that whole situation. So this is our, you know, our MO is what do people know yeah. about the Romans. Now, one thing that I've heard recently, which is this thing. Did you see this thing that was going around like maybe last year a lot? Mm. was that the average man thinks about the Roman Empire <laughs> like six times a day or something. Did okay. you hear this? I, I, think, I think I remember us having this conversation. Yeah. And I was like, well, I am not an average man. I can't remember the last time I thought about the Roman Empire. Why would I be reminded of the Roman Empire on a, on a regular basis? Do well, you have a theory on this? This is an insight into my brain, and I'm assuming that, therefore, probably not a lot of other people work this way. <laughs> but I'll be, like, you know, walking around, and I'll... I like how you, you, what you can't see is Jill's doing her little walking around hands, <laughs> which were a bit... I mean, if you were walking around like that, you'd draw, you'd draw attention. It's a bit... I feel like I'm in a musical. Jazz hands, like yeah. They're very... Okay. Um, so I'm walking around, yep. and my brain loves the story. Mm -hmm. So it'll associate stories with things. So a lot of roads or like uh, things like that, I'll kind of be like, oh, Roman roads. And if they're straight and if this and how long they've been there. And my brain just kind of does that a bit. Yeah. And also like if you look at post boxes and, and like the history of them. And I, d I just mean like when I'm walking around, okay. your face is like, what is your Well, brain? no, because um, the only bit that I <laughs> get there was, I, yes, I understand. Like if you see a long straight road and somebody goes, oh, there's a Roman road. And mm -hmm. you go... Fair enough. Yeah, the Romans, they made roads. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good on them. They yeah. built roads. They couldn't do bends. Fine. But are you saying that they invented post boxes? No. My, my other thing was like, again, when I'm walking around and, for example, if I see a post box and I'll kind of be like, depending on the style of it, oh, depends yeah. on, on from which rain it's from. And I love that. So I'll yeah. always kind of be like, oh, and, and like I think a lot about, you know, when people say if walls could talk. Right. Like the things they would say, the things they could see. Yeah. And sometimes I'm I'm walking around and I'm looking at these objects in these buildings, especially in London, um, and thinking like the history, the things that they've seen, like how was that even there? Like, you know, like the old adverts that are like faded on the side of buildings. Yeah. Or I don't know, like we're so lucky. We have so much history in this country. Mm, yeah, this is it. Like I understand that interest in seeing links to the past. Mm. And I like that. Maybe I just don't know enough about the Romans to be reminded of them. I It's nostalgia for me. Yes. I like the nostalgia of maybe obviously when we were young, but also way before you're born. Yeah. I like when I, I see footage of like, you know, London in the 60s or whatever, I'm just like, oh. Yeah. What the road time. that you live on now. Mm. Oh, did you know about this? If you go onto Google Maps, mm. you can go onto the street view. Yeah. There's a, it's often an option that gives you a see. It says see other dates, Ooh. and you can go back to I think 
2008 maybe was when like the earliest ones are but you ah. can check like each year from now back to 2008 what so, it looked like and yeah it, see the progress of the shops or the area around. that's very so you can cool. see your own house from like 15 years ago i love that it is interesting there's also um a website i love called bombsite.org and bum, bum, bomb site oh bomb yeah not bomb <laughs> Bomb site's a totally different <laughs> word. <laughs> bomb site. You've got to say it bomb. over, over pronounced okay. bomb. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> there's a website that I love called bombsite.org. Yeah. And it's basically a kind of map of, I think it's London and maybe the whole country, of where all the bombs fell during like World War Two. Wow. And it's really fascinating because you can kind of, sometimes there's stories attached or if not, and it just shows you how you know prolific it was and and like it also kind of explains sometimes why you've got weird buildings in a street because they obviously had to rebuild something yeah, yeah, and yeah. all this kind of thing fascinating wow that's a good one mm. okay so back to the roman empire well yeah so i've been thinking about nothing else for the last 10 minutes <laughs> so i'm focusing mostly on uh the romans in britain yep um where what do you what do you know about the Romans in Britain? Well, I know the obvious things. So, like, let's say, first of all, we are from the northwest. So, mm -hmm. classic example, Chester. Yeah. Yep. Chester's very Roman. There's yep. an amphitheatre. Yeah. There are There's walls, there, city walls. Yeah. Are they Roman? Yeah. Um, bath, baths. Oh, well, I've been to Bath. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a big... Yeah. It's called Aquasulus, I think, in Roman times. Very posh. <laughs> um, I also know, obviously, about Hadrian's Wall. Mm -hmm. I know about Londinium, mm -hmm. because that was their cool name for London. Yep. Um, Chester was Diva. Oh, was it? Is that right? Diva. I don't know. Mm. Um, so, uh, the, the one thing I would struggle with is, like, you know dates here i know they were either side of the uh, the calendar change mm -hmm. they gave us the calendar did they mm. that's very kind of them <laughs> um, yeah, they gave us their calendar <laughs> oh that's less kind well it works but they still made us change our dates did they well we will oh, we'll, we'll get, get into this okay um so honestly not loads i've heard of uh caesar hadrian mm -hmm people like that they built roads and that's about it probably mm. i know they have a lot um, they, they have obviously a lot of influence on this country how long were they and and europe in in general yeah, yeah so they were in the uk for about 370 years okay um basically so julius caesar he's ruling the roman empire Mm -hmm. They've slowly taken over all of Europe. They're in France. And he starts... This is about uh, 40 BC or BCE. And he basically starts doing recce's. So he sends some people over to the UK yeah. to kind of scout See if there's ample parking. Mm. <laughs> Check the parking situation. Yeah. See how the land lies. And then years later, so about 80 years later, they then come over brute force hang on they sent a recce and then left it 80 years yeah but what, yeah. I'm, what i'm saying is they must have done a lot of you know they've gone Recking. back yeah i mean they took a lot of well so a lot a lot of things happened in this time 
So uh, Caligula was emperor, but then he was murdered. Oh. So... I mean, Claudius. we always have to start with a murder, I guess. Mm. It's history. It's, history. it's wild. So uh, Claudius, he was never meant to be emperor. So his family were worried because he had a bit of deafness and a limp. They were worried that he wouldn't do well publicly. And so therefore he was never going to be emperor. And this is the thing that I, I love. I love an underdog, right? <laughs> so he was never meant to be leader. But right. he became a great leader. And it's that thing, isn't it? What's the phrase of like, sometimes leadership best suits those who have it thrust upon them. Oh, yeah, okay. Something like this. Yeah. Um, so to prove himself, to kind of be like, I can do this. I can be a really good leader. He basically came over and was like, I'm going to take England. So Caligula murdered. Claudius... Takes over. Who was... Did you say deaf? Slightly deaf and had a limp. Had a limp. He's the one who managed to take Britain. Yes. Right. So he, he nailed it. He pulled a blinder. Did he have to do a war? Um, he Well, so at this point, England is basically just loads of tribes. So okay. it, it was very like... Um, we are way back. Like, this is two yeah. and a half, nearly well, over 2,000 years Yeah, ago. this is 43 AD or... Yeah. CE. Year, 40, year, year is 43. <laughs> Jazz is sweeping the nation. No, um, so year 43. Uh, before this, like basically England is just tribes, just individual sort of tribes. Gotcha. There's no kind of one common um, like people or civilization. Everyone thinks it's very independent, very separate. So the Romans come over and they basically, um, for want of a better phrase, civilize us in what we now right because sort of, they're organized yes we're, we're a bit of a mess we're we just we're, we're a, just old school you know we're just, just a like combination of living in the forest and 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 you know forage, foraging foraging and it's just all surviving very just, getting yeah, through we're just and then this lot come with the shields and swords and mm, big things on their helmets and so go, right everyone listen up this is how it's going to be now yeah you're going to have roads. We're in charge. You're going to have bathing. Oh, yeah. You're going to have... Oh, now we're going to do the list of what the Romans we, did. Yes. So so the big thing is, at this point in the Roman Empire, they've taken over the rest of Europe pretty much, and they are strong, they are organised, and they have a very um, sophisticated military system because it's what's got them so far. Mm. So it doesn't take long. Well, they um, own most of Europe at this point, don't they? Yes. So in the space of 40 years... They basically managed to take over the whole of England all the way up to Scotland. Right. So, which is very so quick. So they didn't to, get Scotland? Um, well, this is why we have Hadrian's Wall. So they pushed forward towards Scotland. So he didn't get in Scotland? Well, it was on the borders, Okay. basically. And then Emperor Hadrian came to visit. <laughs> and while he was visiting from rome yeah oh, okay literally yeah and so when they got there he was kind of like hmm, this is definitely our weakest point of defense so let's just build a really big straight wall which they did and they just chopped the country and put that wall there but was this anything to do with was scotland resisting Yes. So, so again, their, their tribes. Oh my gods! Don't come in here if you don't mind. 
<laughs> Didn't know we had Billy ten Connolly in today. Waited 10 episodes to have a relevance <laughs> to do a Billy Connolly, but it didn't come up. It was outstanding. Thanks. Um, yeah, so basically Scotland, their tribes were fighting back. They built Hadrian's Wall. They actually then went a bit further and built another wall, um, but sort of abandoned it halfway through uh, and, and didn't really... And then they had other problems by that point. So okay. they were like, okay, let's... Was that let's north of Hadrian? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gretna. <laughs> it was way up by Gretna. There was just people getting married at the same time. Anyway, so... <laughs> I'll stop it. Okay. It's, it's addictive. It is. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Claudius, going back to Emperor Claudius, so he was desperate to prove himself, which is why he came to England and why he took over. And he basically kind of, for want of a better phrase, like unified it and kind of made um, towns and cities and roads. And the north of England was very much more of a kind of battlefront. And so the armies were stationed there a lot more. So the south became a lot more civilised, as in, urbanization like they mm-hmm. they built the roman style villas um and they built yeah bathhouses and all these lovely things like they basically made it a lot more like the the countryside and the agriculture still continued but they made more urban areas and kind of really moved civilization forward but up right. north it was still a lot more like army and fighting and a little less um sophisticated but i mean you're, you're doing nothing for our north south divide here you just described the uh, south as really progressive and civilised and the north just a mess where everyone's fighting each other. Come that, on, Jill. That was, the Roman, that was the Roman way. Um, so Chester, like we were saying before, yep. there's famous baths there. Mm. And that's because it was one of the officers' houses, basically. And they had baths attached to it. But it's, I, I kind of love it because it was the... Um, it's a tradition that we don't do here so much anymore, but they basically would have these like bathhouses and steam houses and that kind of thing. Um, I mean, we have saunas. We do, but it's not like part of our culture the way it is in like Scandinavia. Communal washing is not. Well, we a just, thing, to be honest, it? we just fell out of form with Apart washing, from to be after, honest. After football matches in the 80s. Never seen a football, but you know, the photographs of like the changing rooms afterwards. There's just oh, like yeah. the whole team just in one big bath. Yeah. Don't know if that still goes on. But but we stopped as a as a country, we stopped washing as what? regularly in general. Like if when when we were talking about Elizabeth the other week and oh, Tudors, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just bathing and general hygiene just sort of fell out of fashion mm. after the Romans. It was really strange. Like, well, this is the thing that I find fascinating. There was so much technology that they brought here that we then lost. So basically what happened um, is 400, well, 370 years they had control of, of Britain uh, and the Roman Empire. And then the Roman Empire started to fall because they were attacked by the Huns and that side of things from the other side of Europe. The what? The Huns. What's that mean? You know, like Attila the Hun. Oh, was he... A, oh, what's, what does a Hun mean? What's They were a warlike nomadic people from Central Asia. Oh, so that's why... And they ravaged why... Europe. I mean, Attila wasn't exactly popular. No. It's good for steering a boat, though. A hun? No, a tiller. Uh, so in about the year 410, the Roman Empire basically fell in Britain and the Anglo-Saxons took over. Was that a war? A war? A war. 
So oh. we, the Anglo-Saxons beat the Romans, basically. There was, there was a few things that had happened. Uh, for, for if, if you want to sum it up in a nutshell... Always. It was inflation. Inflation? Inflation. Wow. So one of the brilliant things about the Romans Can is... Can learn a lot from this. Mm, yeah, we, should, we should all be warned. Yes. Um, so one of the brilliant things about the Romans is that they brought us currency and they their way of life, they relied very heavily on slave labour. And then as the Roman Empire started to struggle with all their various wars and keeping everything kind of afloat, um, they would use England, they would send kind of minerals that they mined here and also like animals and cattle and game and basically send those things back to the empire, to Rome. Um, and kind of that was fueled by slave labour. And then they started basically heavily taxing England. And on top of that, their currency then started to become worthless. So, oh. and then inflation went through the roof and the currency lost its, what's the word? Value? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they were using the British resources mm. to send back to Rome. Mm -hmm. So they were depleting England yeah. and Britain as and, a country. And taxing and, heavily. And then right. because of the problems in, back in Rome and, and with you know the start of the fall there, then, yeah, the currency lost its value and inflation went through the roof. And this is where they're so clever because they were so far ahead of their time. And it's funny because we seem to kind of... <laughs> they started the first Wall Street crash. So they were so early. Kind of. Wow. But it, it's just, it's kind of mad because then that same, those same systems didn't, uh, we didn't keep a lot of them in place which I, I just find, like, we almost went uh, Okay, back so we learned a lot from the Romans and Yeah, and then lost it. it. Right, yeah, okay. and I, I just find that really fascinating. Mm. Um, and there are, there's, like, the well-known things that we got from the Romans. I mean, there's the whole list from Life of Brian. Um, what have you, what's on your list that came from the Romans? The aqueduct. <laughs> <laughs> they invented aqueducts. Yeah. Um... Irrigation. Yeah. Sanitation. Yeah. Public order. Public health. Um, and the roads. Obviously the roads. Roads go without saying. I think that's the list. And then the end of it is to go, and they brought peace. <laughs> <laughs> but they did, they did. They brought kind of a stability and a... And or, law and order. So they, yeah. But it, was, but it was ruled with like an iron fist, wasn't yes. it? So you... Yeah. Which we, we will... Public order was under the mm. premise that if you stepped out of line, you were in... You knew about it. ...real trouble. They also... They gave us fast food. Whoa. In the sense that because there were so many armies on the move constantly, you'd have these kind of street stalls. Yeah. And like kind of, you know, food that you could... So when quickly... you say fast food, you mean more like stuff you get in coming out of the side of vans at festivals. Yeah. Street vendors. Just like street that. Street food. Like one of those high minster places. Yeah. Or the, the mac and cheese one that has all the great mac and, like Annie mac and cheese. Nice. Yeah. I'm... They also, they gave us apples, pears, peas. Oh, yeah. Um, they came up, they were the original marketeers. Is that a word? Yeah. Marketers. Yeah. Advertisers. Yeah. Oh, okay. So because their pottery and stuff like that had 
branding on the bottom of it to say who made it and where it came from. Nice. And they would also actually put signs out to be like, hey, you can buy my pottery. Yeah, there was the plumbing and sanitation. Do you know what I found out that they brought to Britain? Bunny rabbits. Yeah. I love that. Was that. What I was say. Oh my god, I love that you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I was literally like... I was going to say, if that's just a guess, that's amazing. No, I, I, I was like, thank you, it's bunnies. How on earth did rabbits not exist in this country before the Romans went, oh, uh, we we're going, to... right, we're getting on the boat, throw a couple of them on. What? <laughs> they're adorable. Yeah, they're want, boss. Want they're them, really good for morale. Have you seen how fluffy they are? Yeah. And look at them when they're running around and big ears. Well, we used rabbits. to have wolves, so I'm guessing that maybe that's why. We had wolves. Yeah. What is that? And they what? What do you mean? A wolf. Yeah, I know what wolves are. What, what's that got to do with rabbits? <laughs> well, they might have not let the rabbits exist. Like, you know, predator, prey situation. Oh. Oh, so the, you think rabbits did exist in this country, but they got wiped out? No, I just mean maybe they were like, don't want to go there. There's wolves there. Oh, okay. I mean, they've stayed. And we've still got wolves, haven't we? Do we have wolves? Not. No, but they don't have about wild. We don't have wolves in this country. Anymore. No, but they're okay. talking about bringing them back in Scotland. <laughs> okay. Oh my God! I've got a great idea. You know what we haven't had wolves. for years. <laughs> wolves. Let's reintroduce them. Honestly, that's the thing. That's the Stop thing mentioning thing Scotland because that's okay. what, that's what happens. <laughs> um, I um, oh yeah, I was going to mention one other thing. Um, I'm going to just throw a fact at you as a quick, quick quiz question. Okay. I'm a coiled spring. You look like it. The um, One of the facts that I found is as follows, and can you complete the end of the sentence? When the Roman soldiers were first ordered to invade Britain mm. in 43 AD, as we've established, they went on strike on the grounds that it was beyond the known world and there could be what? Wolves. No. Good, good uh, guess. Um, they like wolves because, you know, Rome. Romulus and Remus. Oh, yeah. What could be beyond the known world that might scare you? Do you want me to tell you an answer? Uh, no, I want to guess. <laughs> um, beyond the known world, like monsters. Here be monsters. Monsters is correct. Monsters, yes. here be monsters. Not the, the monsters, the mon, but monsters. Monsters, monsters. Not, not. Do you, you looked really blank when I said not yeah, the what's monsters. A monster? You've never heard of the monsters. Well, depends. What's a monster? Oh, forget it. Anyway, so they must have got here and gone. Oh, thank God, there's no monsters, and there's like loads of green countryside for our rabbits to run around in. Yeah. Wonder what the rabbits went off and did. So they also brought us the roads, which obviously everybody Yay. knows. Architecture. They gave us the calendar, or a version of it. So theirs was the Julian calendar. Um, but it was 365 days. It had a leap year every four years. And the months were basically a lot of the months we have now, like Janus for January. Yep. Um, August was Emperor Augustus, that kind of thing. Yes. I have a fact. Pete has a fact. Go ahead. My hand is up. Your hand is up. Uh, July... Yeah. Comes from Julius Caesar. Yes. I found that out recently. There's so much stuff that we still... But I didn't know that. It's my birth month. I should have known that. Also, I think technically... I'm a July baby. Oh. Just throwing that in there. I think technically my name comes from... (gasps) 
a derivative of Julius Caesar. Ah. Because like Julius, Julian, Gillian. Julian, yeah, just like something. mispronunciation through through the ages. Yeah. So do you feel so, like you have something in common with a Roman emperor? Constantly, you know, because you, you, you think about the Roman Empire so much. And well, I'm just obviously. like Currency. Yeah. Um, so obviously there was like always a form of like money and what have you, but they basically brought across quite specifically their coinage um, and as a way to pay for goods, whereas before it was a bit more like, I'll give you a chicken for that pig. Can we not go back to that state of affairs? <laughs> Can you imagine just like queuing outside the shop just with like chickens going, I'm, what are you doing? I'm just here to get my shopping. I've just got these two chickens to pay for my pig. I've got to make a Sunday roast. Oh, that'd be so much more fun. Yeah. Than Contactless. Yeah. Uh, Latin. Yes. I thought Latin. Um, and also, even now, it's kind of still the original medical language um religion law there's so much stuff that's still in latin that we use mm. now as well as it being the foundation for a lot of the romantic languages um yeah and bureaucracy bureaucracy, bureaucracy. so we've got to we've got the romans to blame for red tape is what you're saying yes wow um, but it was more like you know Rotors, food orders, stocks of weaponry, like lists, you know. yeah, record keeping. Yes, okay. They were just very organised. They yeah. do like wooden tablets with wax. Okay. Um, underfloor heating, Ooh, which nice. again was a thing that was then lost. We sort of like went back from that, mm. it's like with the irrigation and what have you. Yeah. Oh, so that yeah. So they would heat water and then run the water around mm. underneath the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in Chester, the Roman fort, um, basically they have a lot of these underfloor heating Is it still remnants. there? Well, it's more how it would have been. Oh. So it's like it's the top half is kind of gone now. Okay. Um, but yeah, the bathhouse and the, the underfloor heating and all that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, another one was religious freedom. Oh. So the Romans came with their Roman gods, but they didn't insist. They sort of very much allowed you to have so the religions that were here before uh, later on in the roman empire when christianity became more of a thing they then brought that over here right. and that's where the majority of that comes from one of the big events to happen in britain um was boudicca and her rebellion uh boudicca i have heard the name never understood or known anything about her is it a she yes so Boudicca led a rebellion right um where basically her husband when he died he thought he'd got around the roman system um by saying in his will he's left his house and his land to the emperor nero but also to his wife and daughters nero was an emperor yes so he would have been back in rome he was the emperor at the time, and they he thought that would kind of circumvent the idea of women not owning land. Okay. So when he died, basically the Romans ignored this, and they went, we want your house and your land. So very sadly, they um, basically attacked Boudicca and her daughters. So she led a rebellion against them. So what did she do? What was her rebellion? 
So she basically got a lot of the tribes in the area that were also feeling a bit rebellious because the Romans were very heavy-handed. <laughs> and... feeling a bit rebellious. <laughs> How are you feeling today? Well, you know what? I, I'm not going to uh, lie. A bit rebellious. That's right just now. a Tuesday for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So they, they because the, there was a lot of tax and um, the Romans are quite heavy-handed. Hmm. So basically, she anybody she could stir up, she did, and she massacred 70,000 Roman troops. Wow. She burnt down London. Wow. This is a woman scorned. Yep. And she basically led the most successful rebellion against the Roman Empire. Um, sadly, though, she fell at the final hurdle. <gasps> and they say either when she knew she was beat, she either had an illness or she poisoned herself. And there's a rumour... Why would she poison herself? She knew she was beat. Uh, when she knew it was all over, who knows what they would have done to her if they'd caught her. Yeah. So that could be one of the reasons. Or no one knows for sure. She might have genuinely just gone ill and that was her demise. Oh. And apparently she, there are rumours that she might be buried under King's Cross Station. Whoa. Platform 10, weirdly specifically. That's very specific. Mm. What line is that? Victoria line. Oh, well, hang on. Platform ten. So that what was the well, what's like the Harry, what was the Harry Potter platform? Nine and three quarters. So she's so close to Harry Potter's yeah. place. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, there's, maybe there's some it's, crossover it, there. It's all happening. So she is buried close to Harry Potter. Is that what we're saying? Yes. Okay. Cool. So she was from Norwich. So she was from Norwich. <laughs> Um, yeah, and she led the Iceni tribe. Yeah. Um, and it was early days and the Romans taking over Britain. So she almost stopped it in the tracks. Wow. Um, it was but she would have still been a Roman at the helm if she'd won. Yes. So it would have been just her in charge for a bit. Yeah. So she was still a Roman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it was, it was more... But she would have stopped the, uh, the long line of men. I guess. Yeah, and it was more the idea of, you know, this is the Roman Empire, like, they're known for their, like, military prowess, and they were so strategic and so organised. And this one woman basically said no and led a rebellion against them and managed to burn down London. Like, I, I just think that's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Amazing. And uh, she must have had a lot of following. Yeah. So she, there a lot of people were on her side. Yeah. But I guess ultimately it was probably a battle she couldn't win. But boy, did she try. And she got very far with it. Um, and yeah, this was sort of year 60, 61, around then. So it was very early mm. in kind of the Roman rule. And they obviously carried on and went from strength to strength. But yeah, I just I find I find it incredible that she even that she took them on and she damn near won. Imagine what the impact would have been if she'd won. She might have changed history quite a lot. the The laws would have probably changed straight away that women could own land and inherit uh, titles and things. Yeah, but I mean, the Vikings did bring that in, and okay. you know, a few hundred years later. True. Um, yeah, it's one of those things you never you never quite get to know. Mm. Could, it's kind of a, an unanswerable question. Yes. So I understand that 
Uh, is Valentine's Day somehow related to the Romans? Well, you know me. <laughs> I love a dark and twisted love story. Okay. Or it's why I love fairy tales and stuff, but the original dark versions. Are, are you just... going to put Roman back into romance? Hey, well, they... I haven't been thinking about that for three days, don't worry. Brilliant. Thanks. They have a, a very interesting idea of romance. Okay. Now, there are some, now I'm worried. There are some historians who think this isn't relevant and some who do. I think it's likely that this was a, an origin of what we now have as Valentine's Day. And okay. I will tell you why. So basically there was a Roman festival mm-hmm. held around the 13th to the 15th of Feb uh, called Lupercalia. Lupercalia? Yes. So okay. Lupa for she-wolf. Here's the she-wolf who... You say that so, like, obviously. Like, Luca for she-wolf, obviously. Like, doesn't because need explaining. L- what? Like, Lu- she-wolf. <laughs> the she-wolf who raised Romulus and Remus. Oh, we're back to that. Rome, I yeah. Think. Yeah, okay. And Lup- Lupine and Lup- Lupin yes, okay. is, you Lupo, know, wolf. Lup- yeah. Lupo uh, in Latin, wolf. again. So. Thanks. Thanks, Romans. Um, <laughs> so, basically, this festival is just mad uh, in in modern terms okay so um basically what you do you get really drunk right really naked naked is a binary state you can't say really naked you're either naked or not naked you're all the naked all the completely naked all the naked okay well okay you would then i'm um, even more worried now you would then slay a dog and a goat okay and you would whip women with the hide. Uh, when does the romance come into this? Is That's, this this well, is the romance. It's in the name of fertility. So you wanted to be whipped because then it was good for fertility. The women want to be whipped by yes. the hides of the what animals? The goat and a the goat dog. And a dog. Yep. yep. By a drunk guy who was naked. Yep. Brilliant. They're drunk and naked too. Oh, they're drunk and naked too. Everyone's so what drunk and naked. Yeah, the drunk thing basically renders the rest of it irrelevant. It's just drunk people getting up to stuff that they shouldn't be doing. In the name of fertility. That's what everyone says about everything. <laughs> That's an excuse for like, oh, it's in the name of fertility. No, it's not. You're, that is not going to stand up in a court of law. Well, you can't prove that it didn't work. Yes, you can. <laughs> You don't. What are you saying? Are you saying that back then science was utterly different? And if you hit a woman with the dog skin or a goat <laughs> bit of goat, she's going to be more fertile. And they're all drunk anyway, so they probably couldn't do anything anyway. There's, it, what on earth have you just said? You were the expert on this show, and you just said you can't prove it didn't work. Well, I mean, Jill, you've just rewound ten episodes of me trusting everything you say. Oh, but devious Jill, just never trust me. This is not a true the fact, so you true. can't get away with being devious Jill. I just mean that that was their beliefs, right? Fine. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's true or it worked, which you just said. No, but I'm you just, just said I'm just it saying. might have worked. They believed it worked. That's right. why they did Well, didn't. I'd like to see more evidence that it worked <laughs> than, than someone. And you also started this up by saying, this might be true, this might not be true. No. Some historians don't 
Oh, no, no, it is true. Lupercalia oh. is a true festival, but whether right. it's linked to Valentine's Day or oh, not see, yeah. may or may not be true. Fair. So I think it probably was, because basically what happened is then Christianity came into the Roman Empire, and there was a man named Valentine who apparently was like secretly marrying couples around the same time. Marrying couples? Yeah. So well, he, as in like a priest? Um, officiating at officiating he was officiating at marriages yes and then he ended up being a martyr for this and they killed him and beheaded him for it because it went against the empire oh, and God. that's apparently where he became a saint years later in the 14th century he became saint valentine's and it was around the same time and it's one of those things that christian calendar taking a previous date and making it into yeah but so, so the romance link comes from him allowing people to be married when it was kind of against the yeah the going, state. going against the big guy you know going against yeah. the, the okay, emperor. I can see that link um, and it would have been around he was beheaded at around the same time as the Lupercalia festival hmm. um, but you know hundreds of years later so it was, it was one of those things that between the two. That's yeah. where the romance and so everything comes from. Fertility and, and marriage romance and, and romance. Yeah. Okay, so it's all... Yeah, I can sort of see all that. Yeah. Do you like Valentine's Day? I don't... No, no. Basically, <laughs> I... Look. Start that again. You don't know or you don't full stop. No. I don't. I don't. Full stop, No. I'm not a big fan of big commercialised holidays and this is definitely one of my least favourites just because personally I think you should show appreciation and love to someone anyway not because someone told you to mm. but for me I'm like nah if I'm going to buy you a book if I see a nice book that you like do you know what I mean I'm just going to do the thing and they're going to do it too and it, that, but that's me yeah so it's you know so I, you're I, a romance all year round kind of person I'm just like, show your appreciation when you feel it, you know? Yeah. I, I get that. Yeah, I, it's not my thing. All right, okay. It is we not get my it, thing. We get it, we get it. Jill's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I did not want to poke that hornet's nest. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Mothering Sunday. What do you think about Mothering Sunday, Jill? So I am very strongly that it and is... And I noticed you said Mothering Sunday, yes. not Mother's Day. No, because in Britain, we have Mothering Sunday. And that is from the Victorian times when, like, chimney sweeps and basically the young lads who were working would have a day off to visit their mothers. And a lot of, like, the serving class and that kind of thing. Okay. They would be able to go home on that one day and visit their mothers. That's why we have Mothering Sunday. And I love that. And I think that's so important. Yeah, that's nice. Now it's become this big commercialised thing, which, again, it's a lovely way to appreciate your mum. <laughs> but I appreciate my mum anyway. You know? I think I am kind of with you on this, but more so on Father's Day, because Father's Day was just invented because yeah. Mothering Sunday existed for the reasons you've just said. Yeah. Which is fine. And also, fair play, mothers, massive respect, requires a day at least to go... Big up the mothers. Yeah. Boss work, everything. Really appreciate it. Love you. All that yeah. stuff. And then somebody at some point had gone, it's a bit mean on dads this though, isn't it? What about the men? Yeah. And everyone's gone, 
Well, they they kind of have things pretty okay, don't they? And then somebody at the Hallmark has gone, no, we can here. double our profits by having a Father's Day. I mean, I get that. There will be there are single fathers who yeah. do the jobs of both parents. There are single mothers who do the jobs of both parents. So I'm not saying there shouldn't be a Father's Day, but it's less important. I just, I'm Cue all, all the for... Ra- there's loads of people going to complain about this. I'm all for the appreciation. I say loads. Not many. I'm all for the appreciation. I just resent when... And don't get me wrong, I understand you can draw a picture or, you know, do something really straightforward. But I I just resent the idea of it becomes a thing that you have to spend money on. You have to make it a thing. And it's kind of like... Yeah. But there should be that level of appreciation anyway. Of course. And it's each to their own. Like, there are couples who don't care at all about Valentine's Day. Yeah, same. And... No, probably completely benefit from each other's uh, appreciation all year round. Exactly. And don't need Valentine's Day. However, it's still just an excuse to go for a nice meal or something, isn't it? But then you pay more than you would if you go the day after but or the day before. W- we, you would be going for a meal anyway. You, would would you? Oh, you mean on the 14th itself? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they ramp up the prices. And yeah. Stuff. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, no, that but really that, annoys me. Yeah, okay, that is a bit annoying. Or, like, but if, that's if like, you want to buy. But that's buy... the demand. That's just, you're just talking about economics there. Just, just supply and demand. That's where it loses me. Economics. That's where I'm like, no. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I mean, I don't appreciate the materialist side of it. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, okay, so we've we've just ruined Valentine's Day for everyone. But happy Lupercalia to all. <laughs> Get those dogs and goats <laughs> and kill them. There you go. That's Jill's advice. Don't go and buy flowers from your local shop. Kill a dog and a goat and then smack your girl around the shops with their hides. There you <laughs> go. Fertility. Oh, but make sure you're both naked and drunk at the same time. Yeah, and then have a big feast and then with said fine. dog and said goat afterwards. Oh, Mm. I mean, now you've lost me eating the dog. Waste not, want not. Wow. Okay, mm. we've, we've hit a new low there. So as you brought up romance mm. and you hate it. <laughs> I don't. I love romance. I know, I'm joking. I'm such a romantic. I know. But Apparently I'm not going to pay extra for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at a price. <laughs> I thought I would find some romantic stories that were a bit... had a little twist to them, maybe. Okay. So I've got a couple for you. I think we can learn a lot from these. Yeah. So one is, um, I'll ask you, have you ever heard of Pyramus and Thisbe? <laughs> I, not, have, I have not, no. Not Frisbee. Thisbe with a TH. Okay. Um, this... So this is a Babylonian love story. Oh. Mm-hmm. A very touching love story that is sure to move anyone who reads it. Oh. Is that of Pyramus and Thisbe? Now, I don't know which is which at the start. Oh, here we go. Theirs was a selfless love, and they made sure that even in death they were together. Oh. Pyramus was the most handsome man and was childhood friend of Thisbe, the fairest maiden in Babylonia. So straight away, they're like prom king and queen, aren't they? So in my head, it's Love Island, right? Okay, yeah. And they're the hottest two in the villa. Yeah, they've won. Okay. They won at love and looks. <laughs> they've got the most. They've got the most followers on Instagram. Okay. Out of anyone in Babylonia, they both lived in neighbouring homes and fell in love with each other as they grew up. Mm. However, their parents were dead against them marrying each other. Oh, this has got Romeo and Juliet vibes. Yeah. Interesting. You should say that. 
So one night, just before the crack of dawn, while everyone was asleep, they decided to slip out of their homes and meet in nearby fields near a mulberry tree. Oh. Does this sound like... Uh, did Romeo and Juliet do that? Didn't they do... They met up yeah. in secret, didn't they? Mm. He, he ripped a lot off Shakespeare. Fisby reached there first. As she waited under the tree, she saw a lion coming near the spring close by to quench its thirst. Mm-hmm. Its jaws were bloody. Oh. It's not a good sign. Oh, no. When Fisby saw this horrifying sight, she panicked and ran to hide in some hollow rocks nearby. As she was running, she dropped her veil. Hollow rocks? That's the bit you question. <laughs> Carry on. The lion came near and picked up the veil in his bloody jaws. Oh. Oh, no, I can see how this yeah. is going to look. At that moment... Paramus, Paramus, Paramus sounds better, reaches near the mulberry tree and sees Thisbe's veil in the jaws of the lion. He is completely devastated, shattered. What do you think he does? He pokes the lion so it eats him. Good guess, but wildly off. (laughs) He pierces his chest with his own sword. Ah, that was my next guess. The only logical explanation. Well, yeah. I mean, having read... It's very Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Unknown to what just happened, Thisbe is still hiding in the hollow rocks, which... What's a hollow rock? Where is there a hollow rock? uh, I think... Maybe think of like a cave. Uh, Okay. But with more rocks than just... Anyway, don't... Let's not fixate on the hollow rock. (laughs) Due to the fear of the lion, she's still hiding. When she comes out after some time, she sees what her lover did to himself. What do you think she did? Pulls herself together and vows to live a rich and full life in his honour. And eats the lion. Yeah, that, that, that would be a nice, nicer ending. She's totally shattered when she sees the sword piercing right through her lover's chest. So she also takes the oh. sword and kills herself. End of. There you go. There's one for you. That's a romantic Valentine's Day tragedy. <laughs> um, I mean, can we bear the other one? Yes. I mean, it's it's not quite as violent. Mm-hmm. I say that. Orpheus and Eurydice. Oh yeah. Do you know that one? Have you heard of that one? I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Orpheus and Eurydice story is an ancient Greek tale of desperate love. Oh, no. Yeah. Orpheus fell deeply in love with and married Eurydice, a beautiful nymph. If only it ended there. I mean, she's a nymph, so this is already going to be... What's a nymph? Not a real person. They're like sprites. They're kind of... Well, they're they're very... Kind of of lemonade. (laughs) Um, She's she's going to be a minx, basically. A minx? Yeah. What, you a bit know. cheeky? Yeah. Okay. She'll be up to something. All right. Um, they were very much in love and very happy together. It's going so well, apart from her not really existing. <laughs> Aristius, a Greek god of the land and agriculture, became quite fond of Eurydice and actively pursued her. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's up against a Greek god here. <laughs> While fleeing from Aristius, Eurydice ran into a nest of snakes. I mean, why? Oh. Why? <laughs> oh, 
what happened? Oh, well, there was just a nest of snakes there. <laughs> I hate when that happens. just <laughs> what would happen in this world. Um, while fleeing from Eurystheus, Eurydice ran into the nest of snakes, which bit her fatally on her legs. Wait, sorry, who's running from who? Aris. The girl is running from... The nymph is running from the god. Okay. Eurydice is the girl. Yeah. The god Aristeus is the, the nasty. Right. He's just gone, oh, I like that nymph over there. I'm going to have He's one of them. Um, distraught, all fierce, mm. played such sad songs. I mean, straight away, he's now get, he's got his guitar out. It's classic. He's writing the, the loves, the, the songs of lost love. He's going to write some bad poetry. Yeah. Distraught, Orpheus played such sad songs and sang so mournfully that all the nymphs and gods wept. On their advice, Orpheus travelled to the underworld and Mm. by his music softened the hearts of Hades and Persephone. It's getting very complicated. I love this. He was the only person ever to do so. Persephone and Hades agreed to allow Eurydice to return to Earth on one condition... He should walk in front of her. And she can't look back. They can't look back. Yeah, you know this one then. I remember the ending of this. Mm. So, she, he basically goes to the underworld to, yeah. to get uh, Eurydice back. Yeah. On the one condition, he should walk in front of her and not look back until they both had reached the upper world. Oh, no. You know what happens. I know, you what, know happens. what happens. In his anxiety, he forgot that both needed to be in the upper world. And he turned to look at her and she vanished for the second time, but now forever. So the the one I read was that he'd just crushed the threshold. Yeah. And because he was there, he was like, oh, I've made it. Yeah, and he exactly. went to help her and she wasn't there yet. And he he forgot that forever. both needed to be in the upper world. Oh. So he did that classic thing where he was like, I'm here and she's so hot. I'm going to look at her now. Look, she's so beautiful. Oh, she's gone. Oh, she's gone forever. Absolutely gutted. So that, yeah. So what have we learned? First, what was the, don't just assume that lions have eaten your boyfriend. Yeah. Don't just check. Double check. Actually, he assumed that the lion had killed his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So don't assume that a lion with bloody chops doesn't necessarily mean the worst. Mm Mm-hmm. And you hear hooves, just be patient. If you want to check out your girlfriend to bring her back to life, yeah. Listen to the you know, listen to the rules clearly. Mm-hmm. Wait and, till and you... just maybe go a little bit extra further. Yeah, and then look back. Are you here? Are you in the upper world now? Yes, yeah. I'm here now. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm going to look now. Yeah, are we all right? Is everything okay? Yeah, you're gorgeous. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> I have got a list of Roman delicacies, food. Ooh, okay. One of them, there is historic support. Just one? One of them, yeah. And the rest are from Monty Python's Life of Brian. Okay. You have to pick the one that is not from the Monty Python's Life of Brian. Okay. Uh, I hope that you know this, the film I, well I enough I to recognise these. Ages, but let's see. Okay, so I will read the list. One of these was not in the Life of Brian. 
larks' tongues, ostrich brains, jaguars' earlobes, wolf nipple chips. Get them rather up; they're lovely. Dromedary pretzels, Tuscany fried bats, otters' noses, ocelot spleens. Which one of those was not on sale in the life of Brian? Um, I'm gonna. Do, say... want, do want them again? Yes, please. Larks' tongues, jaguars' earlobes. I don't know. You have to say it like that. Jaguars' earlobes, wolf nipple chips, dromedary pretzels, Tuscany fried bats, otters' noses, ocelot spleens. Ostrich brains. I'm going to say an ocelot spleen. Was not in. Was not. Oh, bad uh, luck! Your <laughs> no, that was one of the ones that was what sold. Was it? Ostrich brains. Oh. Because in Life of Brian, they say chaffinch brains. But I was reading a little bit about the Romans, and one thing I found was there was a. A banquet, hmm. and one of the main food that they gave to loads of people was ostrich brains. That's weird because I thought ostriches only really existed in Australia. That's kangaroos. Did you know that Roman women found unibrows very attractive? Oh, so Bert from Sesame Street would have been very popular in ancient Rome. Um, are we? Red, would you like to go into our final? Round our final round of chew the fact. Let's do it. So here we are. Welcome to the final chew the fact of the series. It's the decider, isn't it? The decider. It's not quite. It it would be a decider were you to win it. Yes. So it's currently five four. Yep. And if I win this. We go to a tie-break situation. No. If you win, you win. You go to 6-4. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, I have no idea why your brain just melts when we start talking about a score in a competition. Just dates and scores. I just can't. <laughs> it's 5-4 to you. If you get this right, I lose. I've got to do a forfeit. You've got the forfeit. That's you, simple. We will come if, to the forfeit. If, and it's a big if, if I get it right, or if yeah. I win the point, which we it's not a matter of getting it right or wrong today, mm. but we've got a bit of a bit of a twist on it. Oh, yes. If I was to get the point, it'd be five all, then we then we need a um, then we have a tiebreak question tie sent in, stood by. Yes. Um so this week, chew the fact is slightly different. Well we we we're ramping it up because it's the, the last step. The finale, the yeah. big one. So we're gonna ask each other five questions each. On the Roman On the Roman Empire. Yep. And whoever has the most points gets the the point. Yeah, wins. Wins. So I'm, I am really worried because I've just realised that this was my suggestion mm. and you just spent the last few days researching the Roman Empire mm-hmm. and I watched Monty Python's Life of Brian, mm. which I don't think... First of all, it's not even set in Rome. Definitely not set in Britain. Mm. So I don't know how that's going to so play let's, out. So let's see how this pans okay, out. Okay, <laughs> well, do you want to do you want to go first? Or should we, I mean, do you want to flip a coin? Let's flip a coin. Alexa, flip a coin. You got heads. Head. Oh, but we did. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Good, you win. 
yeah, we need to allocate. Okay, hang on. So pick a heads or tails. Tails. You're saying tails. Alexa, flip a coin. Flipping. It's heads. Oh, you lost. Oh, right. Tails. So you're going first. I'll go first. So I will ask question one. Oh my! The problem with this is we're going to have to keep score. Can you can you manage that? I'll, I'll, I'm going to use my fingers. That's a good idea. Number one. Hadrian's Wall is 73 miles long, mm. but what is that in Roman miles? 80. You are an absolute joke. How did you know that? Because I remember reading about it, and basically because a Roman mile was something like like a, th- a thousand paces. Yes, you're like absolutely this. spot on. The word yeah. mile originates from the Roman mile passus, which means a thousand paces. Yeah, I remember. But that doesn't... How did you get 80 out of that? Oh, because when I was reading about it, it was saying that in, in Roman miles, Hadrian's Wall was 80. I just... So this is in your research, mm-hmm. which I did not think this through. Okay, so one to you, your go. Okay. Which Hampshire castle is the <laughs> is the only Roman stronghold in Northern Europe whose multi-towered walls still mainly stand to their full height. So basically... Hampshire? Yeah, a Hampshire castle. So that's Southampton Way? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything in that neck of the woods. And, and another seaside city. Don't give it away. Sorry. Plymouth? No, Plymouth's the other way. Portsmouth? Portsmouth Castle? Porchester Castle. Porchester? It's basically in Portsmouth Harbour. Right. I would not have got that. Okay, this doesn't bode well. Okay, (laughs) one nil to you. My go. After one round. Okay. Who was the Roman Emperor at the time of the invasion of Southern Britain? Claudius. I mean, he literally just told us this. Claudius is correct. As part of the invasion, Claudius himself even turned up with a herd of war elephants. You you left that out. (laughs) Do you know what? I did read that as well. And I was like, I must have misread that. That's page one. Put the war elephants in. In total. I mean, why did they they think that was okay? Oh, we'll just get these elephants and start turning them into weapons. Right. So 2-1. No, (laughs) 2-0. I'm adding scores. We do struggle with scores. Okay. When Hadrian's Wall was completed in about 128, how many forts did it have? I feel like you're getting the really hard ones. <laughs> That's fine. I, 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 I signed up to this. Um, okay. So it's 80 miles long in Roman world. So a fort every couple of miles. So I reckon quite a lot. I'm going to... Can I? Can you give me, like, a leeway of, like, five or something? Yes. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to guess 30. Ah, 14. Oh, it's no... It's uh, not many. Oh. Oh, no. Two, two nil. Two nil after two rounds. Which Roman general and politician invaded Britain without success in both 55 and 54 BCE? Julius Caesar? You are good. Yes, Julius Caesar. Oh, well, 3-0. Uh, 3-0. Three nil. Three nil. 
Okay, which major road today largely follows the course of the Roman road Watling Street? And, oh, I think I know. I was going to say, I, it, this is a road we would know. I think it's the A5. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <gasps> yes. I was going to say, because... Because the A5 all goes all the way down the country. Yeah. From where my dad lives. Yeah, I was going to say, I sometimes yeah. drive that way when I'm going home. So I got a point. You got a point. Three, three, it's one. Not, it's not over yet. Get in. A5. I knew I liked that road. Um, okay. Who is known as the saviour of the wall... After he excavated and protected Hadrian's Wall in the 19th century. 19th. Ooh, that's a tough one, is it? Rings a bell. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Ooh. Uh, John Clayton. I mean, that was tough. <laughs> Just some geezer. Some, geezer. some uh, bloke called John Clayton. Good on John, but... Fair, I mean, we should probably know who he is, okay. but there we go. So, this is kind of a test of how well you've been listening to me. Oh, I've been paying <laughs> attention. What town has the Roman name Aquasilus? Oh, you did say something. Oh, Pete. It wasn't Chester, because that was... Diva. Yeah. But another one I... So, aqua is water. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get you it. You are, you are. I can feel it. But the only other one we mentioned was Norwich. Never mind. So, water, water. So, it's south. Yeah. Bath. Yes. Oh! Ah! No. Yes. I'm amazed I I'm guessed that. I'm offended how you don't listen to me. No, but it, you said a lot of <laughs> words I didn't understand. Whether they get related to something. 3-2. Three, 3-2. Two. Three, two. Is this your final question? This is my final question. Um, when was the discovery made of the Corbridge Hoard, a soldier's wooden and leather chest mm. of belongings, and one of the most significant finds in Roman history? And I'll give you, Ooh. I will give you a leeway here. So I feel like this was quite late on because before then they didn't have anything to go off what Roman armour was. And then they found that and they found shields and swords and leather and all these things really preserved. And it gave them a massive insight into how the Roman army worked. Okay. However, I'll give you a 10 year either way. This is a date. And yeah, we know dates what... are not my... Friend. Not my jam. Um... Uh, I'm going to say 1810. I'm afraid you are miles away. When was it? It was way later. 1964. No way. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So, three, Ooh. two. Oh, why are we just... I mean, if I... We just love a... We're going to have to carry on until it's like going to be sudden death, isn't it, after this? If I get this right, which I won't. Yeah, it's basically penalty, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, a revolt against the Romans in year 60, which resulted in three Roman cities being burned to the ground. Oh, was led by who? Well, Boudicca? Yes. I thought that was going somewhere else. <laughs> what? I thought it was going to be the cities. Oh. And then I read the full question and it was... Oh. <laughs> the, the last thing we spoke well. about, pretty much. Oh, well, I was lucky. Um, Ooh. That's three all, so it's sudden death. Okay. So for our tie-break question, 
yeah. of this week's Truth Facts. Yeah. This is your question. Though he never visited Britain, which historian described the invasion in a biography of his father-in-law, the Roman general Gnaeus Julius Agricola, who served as governor from AD 78 to 84? I want to say... I've got four options if oh, you want okay. them. Does that make sense? That didn't, I read that and it didn't make any sense to me. So you're looking I for the so. name of... Somebody who documented the Roman, right. what happened in the Roman Empire, but he never okay. came to Britain. Who, if if there's if the guy I'm thinking of is on there, it's like. Do you want to try and answer it without the four options, and then I'll, if if it's not on there, I'll give you. The well, point. I might be saying his name wrong or anything, but it's like it's like Tibernicus or Tychicernus or something like this. Okay, I'll read you the four options because one of them is nearly that, but it's not quite. Plutarch, Suetonius. Oh. Tacitus or Livy? I'm going to say Tacitus. You are right. Well in. I mean, I that is ridiculous. I'm also proud that I knew that even if I got his name wrong. Yeah, no, you the... got it. You got it. Okay, so press <laughs> press next and then the next Okay. Part. So this is my... Here we go. Ah, oh, sudden death. Though modern scholars dispute the theory, which Roman legion is famously said to have disappeared without trace after marching into Caledonia. Oh. There's the 7th, the 8th, the ninth, or the (laughs) 10th. It's all, after all this, it's boiled down to me just choosing a number. Yep. (laughs) Wow. Um, Right, I mean, is there a famous Roman legion that went missing? Obviously, because that's the question. I'm pretty um, sure this is why they built Hadrian's Wall. Oh, what, to stop them wandering off into Scotland? Well, because they just never... Oh, my God, what are you doing here? <laughs> you need to go south again. You've come way too far. Go back. <laughs> um, I am going to utterly guess... Oh. Um, what to say? 7th, 8th, 9th or 10th? Mm-hmm. I reckon it's 7th or 10th. 10th. It's not the 10th. No! It was the 9th. Oh. oh. I've, I've lost. You've lost. So I've got to do a forfeit. You have to do the forfeit. 6-4, you're the winner. I mean, we never thought it was going to end up anywhere. That was way. close. That was all kinds of close. Oh, it was tense. That was tense. So we have had some suggestions sent in for forfeit. I mean, you're straight to the forfeit. You don't, there's no commiseration. There's no... Sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Commiserations. Well played. And and Um, don't worry, Pete. You don't actually have to do a forfeit. (laughs) Do you know me? Wow. (laughs) Go on. Um, Yeah, so we've decided... uh, We chose the one that was not too outrageous. I mean, it's all right for you to say. But basically, Pete will have to dress up as someone it one sounds of our, fun straight away our characters from history so any character from any character from history or any yeah. character from the series ideally from the series but okay. I'll let you off it can be any okay I mean Vikings had a cool look yeah I could go with that yeah be a Viking so I've got to find a Viking outfit Romans and, then, and do what and then you basically have to go into 
into London in your outfit. On the tube? Where, uh, no. To be decided. Basically, you're going you're going into London for the day in your outfit. Wow. Yeah. That's a hell of a big. It doesn't have forfeit. to be the whole day. Can, you know. So can I just wear a Viking helmet and see how many people go? Oh, you're wearing a Viking helmet. Yes, basically that's what. But that means, that's what's going to happen. But Viking helmets didn't have horns on, so I could just wear any helmet. Not, Not really, no. If you oh, wear so I've got to be Vicky the, Vi Vicky the Viking. You can be Vicky the Viking with this wrong helmet. Mm, true. Okay, uh, all right. Well, we will have to, at a later date, <laughs> provide some sort of proof that I've done this. Yeah. So, uh, is this a good time to announce our new YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah, because how are we going to show the world? This well, is exactly. how we're going to well, show the world. it'll go on Instagram, no doubt. That too. We have an Instagram account. Yeah. Thank you for everyone who is following that account at the minute. Yes. Please, if you don't follow it, Now's look us up and follow us. <laughs> um, and at some point, yes, I will have to go into London mm -hmm. as a Viking. Yep. And do what? Just like walk around. Just have a nice day out as a Viking. People just people won't even notice. People will just that, come up and go, Are you doing a tour, mate? And that go, is why we love no. London. And they'll go, All oh, right, why are you wearing Whatever that? you're doing, you're not Damn. the weirdest person there. That's true. <laughs> okay. So there we are. There we go. We've drawn to a close on the last episode of series one. Yeah. Of what, the factual? There it is. Thanks for sticking with us. Yes. Thank you for listening and supporting us. Yeah. All the lovely messages and everything. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And we will see you not just on the YouTube channel, but we will see you very soon mm -hmm. on series two. Yes. Which we think will be hopefully bigger and better with slightly more adventures. Yeah. Adventures out and about. Yeah, a lot more topics to cover. So much history. We have a long list, actually, don't we? Yes. Some yeah. of which I'm quite excited about. Some of which I couldn't care less about. But but I'm, will, I'd be really interested. We'll buy the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you for joining us on Series 1. Yeah, thank you very much. And we will see you soon. I've been Jill Smith. And I've been Pete Moore. Until next time. See you later. touch at whatthefactualpod at gmail.com follow us on twitter latterly known as x at whatthefactual or on instagram at whatthefactualpod that is the end of series one it's very sad <laughs>